Ollie, what's going on, bud? What do you, what have you been up to lately? How you doing, Chubbs? Yeah, I've been uh been getting into a little workout routine. Okay, what have you been up to? Well, I started like two or three weeks ago. I've been doing primarily the elliptical. Okay. It's been pretty good. I feel like I'm getting my body moving, you know, get my joints going. Yeah, like yeah. it's 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 really good. It's a good workout too. You think it's good? What what level do you do it on? What do you mean? Well, like, yeah, so there's different levels on it, right? Oh, there is? Yeah, I think it goes up to like twenty. At oh. least, maybe even twenty five. Well, I just kind of turn it on. I press quick start, and then I just start going. So whatever it's set to is what I do. Okay. I, I mean, I think it starts at one. Huh. That's yeah. well. It feels pretty hard. So getting, I mean, whatever, were, whatever. It's a good workout, though. It is. You were getting a pretty good workout there. Oh one? yeah, I felt like I was getting a good workout. All right. Well, maybe we should bump her up a little bit. Maybe like ten, fifteen. Ten or fifteen. Yeah, I'm thinking. I don't. I don't think I can do that. I mean, I've been doing level. It's been like three weeks almost of doing level one, and that's pretty hard. I don't think I could just jump to fifteen. I don't. I mean, maybe like two or three, but like fifteen's yeah. a lot. That would be really, really high. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So maybe we shouldn't start at level one then. <laughs> What's going on, guys? This is Motivology. We're back. Uh, little. Just a little, like a little, uh, a little skit there for you. Maybe a conversation you might have heard. Maybe one you've partaken in. Uh, I know I've certainly partaken in some of those when I was younger. Yeah, for sure. Or, I mean, maybe it's something that's happened to you right now. Maybe it's something that you're, you could actually have the same conversation in your head, and you could be sitting there like, "Wait, I just turned the elliptical on and go." Yeah, I mean, it's it's really not that uncommon, unfortunately. No. Yeah. So today we're actually talking about relativity, and it's something that's extremely important. And we're going to relate to the gym. We're going to relate it to a ton of different areas in life. And it's actually probably one of the most important talks we think we could have. And I, Chubbs, I want to address a, a, a phrase that I hear a lot, easing into things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you want to ease into everything. Yeah. I feel like I hear that all the time. I feel like I, that's what people say. I, yeah. I hear it a lot. And honestly, I live by that. I heard it a lot as a kid, like growing up, maybe parents or you know, some of my family, whoever would say like, you know, you need to ease your way into it. You need to ease into it. And so I did. And then I got to a point in my training, pretty much when we started training together, Chubbs. Yeah. And when I say training, I don't just mean physically, I mean mentally of starting to go at things hard right away versus easing into it. Yeah. And I mean, why do you think that was important? Well, here's a, a quick story. We just, you know, we opened up with a little skit about the elliptical. So I've never really done the elliptical. I certainly haven't. Maybe when I was little or something, I don't remember. But for the last six years or seven, maybe, of my hard training, uh, when I actually bumped it up and, and like I would consider had real training, uh, I never did the elliptical. And simply because everyone said, like, you know, that's easy. Or and, it, and to be fair, it looked pretty easy. Like, I'd see people doing it, and it looked like an easy exercise. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you see a lot of, like, older people or first-time people hitting the elliptical at the gym, right? Right, and it doesn't look like they're sweating. Well, I, I don't want to you know, stereotype everyone, but a lot of the people I've seen, they they don't really look like they're sweating that hard. And, you know, I just thought, okay, this looks like it's an exercise designed to be easy. So I never really did it. Well, this summer, uh, the beginning, you know, I wanted to basically have a a day or two where, you know, maybe my joints a little inflamed, let's say, wanted to give them a little bit uh, of of a rest from pounding. So maybe instead of running, I was trying to think of something else to do. And uh, I typically bike. Well, I decided to hop on the elliptical and try so I'd never really done the elliptical. I had no idea what to expect except for everyone says it's easy. So I got on it yeah. and I turned it all the way up to the max. Yeah. 
I mean, this is something we would naturally do just because of who we want to be. Yeah, this. I mean, this is what we do. Chubbs and I, like, this is how we, we attack things. Yeah. So I turned it all the way up to the max. This particular machine, it was actually in a hotel gym, and it was uh, level, they didn't have a bike, that's why I did it. And it was level 25, I believe. Okay. So I'm starting to do it, and I'm going hard. Uh, you know, I, have, I wear heart rate monitors, so I'm checking to see, like, if I'm going and my heart rate's climbing the way I want it to. And... Maybe like three or four minutes in, it's. I mean, I'm bagged. I'm pouring sweat. Yeah. I'm dripping. And my goal was to get to 10 minutes, and I did, but it was pretty hard. Yeah. So then next time, I was actually out of town again. I was at a gym, no bike again, did the elliptical. Same, similar machine, turned it all the way up to 25 and did it. And then I did 20 minutes that time, and then I did a 10-minute cool down on level 20. Okay. Because I was thinking like, okay, I've done 25 a couple times now. I know I can do it. Yeah. I've shown myself and proved to myself that I can do it. And a good cool down pace to kind of loosen up a little bit would be 20. Yeah. That's I quite mean, a bit 20 lower. would be lower. It would probably be significantly easier seemingly to you, right? Yeah. And it was quite a bit. I mean, the difference between 25 and 20 was outstanding. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Like it was much less resistance. Um, you know, my heart rate obviously dropped a fair amount. Yeah. And I started thinking about it after that. I was like, you know, Back in the old days, let's say, the, when I was training when I was uh, younger and had all these big aspira- uh, aspirations and I wanted to be great and everything, yeah, I would have started on level like one because I didn't know the machine had yeah. levels. I mean, yeah, yeah, stupid, whatever you want to call Maybe it. Maybe if you knew it had levels, you might have started on level five yeah, or something. Like f- I would have probably done five or, you know, maybe eight or something. I, I don't even know if I would have realized the machine got to 25 because I wouldn't even gotten close to it. So what would have happened was if I was doing it on level eight, and it's a new exercise for me. I would think that's like how it's supposed to be. It's hard. Yeah. It would seem hard because it's the only way you've ever done it, right? Right. Exactly. So I'm doing it on level eight. And mind you, I have no idea that I'm capable of doing it on level 20 or level 25 because I've never done it. Never yeah. even gotten close to it. So then when I went to cool down, what would I go to? Like, Four, five? Yeah. Something really low? Yeah. So now by me starting this exercise at level 25, and it was hard. Like, make no mistake about it. So when people, and a lot of people have told me, like, don't do the elliptical, it's easy. And to be fair, I do a lot more biking than I do elliptical training, but I don't find it's easy at all when I do it. No. Like, it, I sweat a lot. Well, it's kind of like any exercise. You can make any exercise difficult if you do it hard. Like, if you add more weight, if you add more resistance, if you do it faster. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't understand why I'm going around right now and I'm hearing so much about, oh, yeah, that workout's easier. That, that exercise is easy. Yeah, I hear people say biking's easy, and the biking's the th- I think is the hardest thing I do ever when I train. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, there should be almost no workout that's easy. It it just doesn't make sense. It's like an oxymoron. Like I mean, you're trying to improve, so you're trying to push your body, you're trying to tear the get the micro tears in your muscle fibers, so you actually can rebuild stronger. I mean, it shouldn't be easy. No, it makes no sense. So if if the exercise is easy, instead of labeling that exercise as an easy exercise, we need to look in the mirror and look at ourselves and say, why is this easy? Yeah. Are we really pushing ourselves? Are we, are we the type of person that hops on a machine and just starts cruising at level one or maybe level five? Cause we want to ease our way into things. Yeah. And see, the problem is, is if Polly would have started on level five, you're probably never getting past maybe level 10, maybe 12. I mean, it's just, your relativity is going to be so low you're going to have the bar set so low for when you begin that you're never going to actually push yourself because you're going to think that level five or level eight or level 10 is extremely difficult. Yeah, because it's all about your relativity, which we're going to talk a lot about today in yeah. a lot of different areas of life. 
Yeah. So your relativity is saying, you know, yeah, relatively to my experience, level five is, is hard because that's what I do. Yeah. So now let's say I bump it up to level seven. That's going to be a fair amount harder. Yeah. So now I'm really going to feel strained and it's going to feel tough. Yeah. So th- this is a very important thing we're talking about. And this, this goes with a lot of things at the gym and a lot of people, if you're listening to this right now, you can learn immediately. You can actually better yourself immediately by learning this. I'm not going to lie. Like if you're doing 15s for bench press and you could be doing 30s, I mean, it, it's not good. Like it, you need to go there. You need to push yourself. You need to find what your limits are so that you can know like what you can actually do. I mean, if you're biking constantly on level eight, like bump it up to 20, bump it up to 15, see where you can actually keep pedaling and then go from there. Yeah. And maybe, you know, and it's, it's a fact. If I put the bike at max resistance, say 25, when I'm used to level five or level 10, I'm not going to be spinning it as fast. No, that's like, that's That's okay. But a lot of times you can actually be getting a better workout, spinning it slower just because you're like, your muscles are having to work harder. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a gym, and I've seen this plenty of times, where somebody's flying on the bike, like moving at 100 miles an hour, and they're not sweating at all. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're not at 25 resistance. It, it seems quite pointless, unless that person has some kind of injury. But, I mean, I highly doubt that. But it's, uh, I mean, you need to be pushing yourself. This low resistance, and, I mean, you're not even sweating. If you're not sweating, there's a problem. Like, it's an issue. Either, either either you have an issue with not sweating and like you should probably go see the doctor about that yeah, yeah. or you're not pushing yourself. Those are the only two options. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the odds of you being not able to sweat is highly unlikely because genetically that's one of the best things humans like have. That's why we're endurance animals. So, yeah. So again, if you're not sweating at the gym, there's a problem. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, Paul, you actually have a little story about this with a Stairmaster, a kid we were training. A couple of years ago. He, he was in pretty good shape, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I know which kid you're talking about. Uh, we, I think the Stairmaster is a phenomenal teacher. Uh, we love to teach it in our camps or camps we've done in the past. Yeah, it really is. Because, okay, you said, especially if you're a first timer, like I remember my first time. And, and don't get me wrong. I want to talk to the people out there that had my mindset on the Stairmaster when I first started doing it. It, it, it It's not like, it's a good exercise. If you do it right, it's a very good exercise. And it's good to switch it up from your regular routine. If you're somebody that just sees people on Stairmaster and is like, oh, I don't do the Stairmaster. I mean, try the Stairmaster. Put it on 15 or so and try it. Put it on something that's difficult for you and try it. Try it for 10 or 15 minutes and then tell me if it's a good workout or not. Because I know a lot of guys that are in very good shape that can't do a very good Stairmaster workout. No, yeah, I, I found that too. I mean, I, I used to, when we were at college jobs, like I would rip the Stairmaster and some of the boys would give me a hard time. Like, what are you doing that exercise for? Yeah. And I'd be like, well, you want to do it with me? And like a couple yeah. of guys actually convinced to do it with me. And I told them what level to start at. And I mean, they never, ever yeah. made like uh, remarks to me again about how easy the Stairmaster is. Yeah, no. So it's, it's do it and then let's see how easy it is. But yeah, no, go ahead with your story there. Yeah. So the kid we were training, we told him, you know, I think this particular machine, I want to say it goes up to level 15. Okay. So we told him, I, I want to say it was level nine we had him start at. Or, you know, he, th- he thought like level. Yeah, it might have been, been even 12 or something. Yeah, maybe. Let's say 10. Yeah. Right in the middle. I, th- I think it was right around 10. Either way, it was it was a, a level that we knew would push him, but that we knew he, he was capable easily, of doing. easily be capable of. For yes. sure. Like physically he was capable. Mentally, he had to learn that he was capable. Yeah. So we're doing it for a while, and I'm next to him, and I'm maxed out at 15. So, I mean, I thought that would help because obviously he knows that like, okay, I'm showing that it's possible to do it at a very high speed and I'm pouring sweat and he's doing it. And then 
he like hits the down arrow a couple times. And I noticed, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Keep it, keep it at level 10. That's, you can do it. That's not part of the workout plan. Yeah. And meanwhile, okay. He, I'm, I'm sweating quite a bit. Like I'm dripping. He yeah. is not sweating. I don't see any sweat on him and he's turning it down. And we're like, I don't know, a few minutes into it. I decided to go for 10 minutes. So I'm like, no, 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 bump it back up. Bump. It. I can't, I can't. No, no, I promise you can, man. I promise you can. Like, just keep moving your legs. Like, keep moving. And he, I think he might have turned it up maybe one or two more. And then uh, maybe halfway through, he just stopped the machine. Yeah, just straight up hit the stop button there. Like, I'm done. He said, oh, I'm, I'm done. And I mean, I mean, he wasn't injured. There was no, there was no real reason to stop. He was tired. He which, was tired. Which is, that's how you're supposed to feel when you're working out. But that's the problem. He, he was thinking like he was too tired to continue. Yeah. But, I mean, physically, we know this kid was capable of it. He's played soccer. I mean, he's, he's, he works out a fair amount. Just oh, doesn't yeah. do the Stairmaster. But, like, definitely in good shape. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, in better shape than I would say most people. Yeah, for sure. And he just stopped. He, th- he thought he was maxed out. He thought that was as far as he could go. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at him. And, okay, he's not pouring sweat. I get it, okay, and you might be thinking, well, some people sweat more than other people. That's true. I understand. But, like, if you're if you're giving her as hard as you can, you're going to be sweating. I don't care you, you who you are. You should be sweating at least a little bit, yes. Yeah, there should be some sweat on your shirt. Yeah. Okay? Uh, no sweat. Also, I, can't, I can barely talk when I'm on the Stairmaster, especially towards the end. Yeah. He's talking fine, like, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm maxed out. I'm done. I'm like, yeah. You're breathing fine. Yeah. You're not even breathing hard. We actually have a video that we showed early on our Instagram there, Polly, on a, on a <laughs> finishing the stairmaster, and he was uh, unable to speak. He, he tried. He, ga- pretty, he gave yeah. her a good effort. <laughs> Me and Chubbs are joking around about that. I was like, man, I'm pretty sure if like the second I got off the stairmaster, if my life depended on it, I couldn't articulate a great sentence. Yeah. I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. But, so the thing is, is like, I've done that so many times. Chubbs has done that so many times. And there's a lot of people out there, to be fair, that have pushed themselves to that limit. Yep. So they know, and we know that we're capable of doing it. And that's what's, that's what our normal is now. So when yeah. I get off the Stairmaster and I can't breathe and I've sweat all over the machine and that's how uh, I expect to feel. Yeah. So I'm thinking like normal day. Yeah. I'm not even thinking like, wow, I'm awesome. Like, look at me. No, no, not yeah. at all. No, yeah. I'm thinking like. That's another day for me. Yeah, that's a good workout. Good job. Yeah, like a nice I mean, a little pat on the back, but you're not a hero, you know? Yeah, I don't feel like a hero at all, but I've done that so many times that like that's just normal. Yeah, no, I agree. So being and, at and, level and, twenty out of twenty or fifteen out of fifteen, whatever your machine is, like for me, that's what I do. Yeah. And and like you said, there's a lot of people out there, some people out there that do do that hard of a workout on yeah, the stairmaster. For sure, for sure. However, the majority, and this is just what we see on a consistent basis, so I'm not just like giving it to people the majority of people go on the stairmaster i mean a lot of them don't sweat and i would say 90 percent once they get off are not out of breath and obviously could go a lot longer or have done it faster yeah so going back to my story the the the, the kid we were training uh when he's telling me that i can't do it it's too hard i, I can't yeah. like i tried to explain to him afterward that you're telling me all these things. You're not out of breath. Yeah. You're not pouring sweat. Your body's designed to pour sweat. I've seen you pour yeah. sweat before. Like I, I, you know, if he was playing a soccer game, he's sweating quite a bit. He was not sweating in this instant. No. So, and I'm pouring sweat. So I know it's just not that the gym's absolutely frigid, you yeah. know, yeah. like there's no excuse for him not to be sweating. So, but he hasn't pushed himself. Well, with, it, it wasn't a physical block no. that he was having. It was a mental block. Exactly. And, and he found his mental limit. 
and it was not his physical limit. The two, there's two separate things. Just because, like, if you think you can't do something and you think you get to your end, that doesn't mean your body can't do it. That just means you have a mental block right there. Yeah, we've talked about this before with how your brain works. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, and I think this could go into, we actually haven't mentioned this yet, but the Navy SEAL rule there at the 40% rule. Yeah, that's a good rule. And uh, as the rule states, I mean, I think I'm simplifying it a little bit, but pretty much most people, when they think they've found their max, they're at about 40% of what they could do. So your mental max is about 40% of what your physical max could be. Yeah. And it's a really, that's a really good rule to live by because yeah, and it's a real thing. I mean, they've studied it and it's, I mean, it, it just shows that you're missing out on 60% of your improvement. Like, like you could push yourself 60% more. And I mean, you would obviously be a lot better off doing that. Yeah, no, it's common sense. Yeah. But the only way you can get there. And when I'd say I get off the Stairmaster, I can't breathe. I'm pouring sweat, dripping all over the floor. That's become normal for me. How did it become normal? Yeah. I wasn't born with that, but normal. No, No. it was, I've done it so many times and Chubbs, I don't know if you remember this. The first time we did the Stairmaster together, you showed me that exercise. Yeah. It was a machine up to 20. He put me on level 16. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. No idea. Like, I don't know if 16 is easy or hard. I I don't know. Yeah. And he just said, I, and I was kind of nervous because new exercise. I was worried about the footing and, get, you know, like not missing a step. He's like, and Chubbs just told me, he's like, keep moving your feet or you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So I was thinking like, it's a pretty okay. good motivator. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the treadmill. Like if you just stop running, you're going to get zipping right off, you know? Yeah. So, and I was clanking around. Like it took a lot of focus. Yeah, he for almost me. fell multiple times. Yeah, but oh, I, I mean, yeah, let's let's be honest. You might like scrape your knee, or you might like maybe twist an ankle at worst. I mean, you're not gonna die falling off a stairmaster. It's very unlikely. Yeah, it's well, it would be unlikely. But yeah, th- also it made me focus because uh, as I'm clanking around and you know almost missing a step, almost missing a step. I mean, I was hitting the machine so hard, I thought I was gonna break with my heavy feet. And Chubb just kept saying, "Focus." Focus, you know, because yeah. the stairmaster, as much as it is a physical exercise, it's a very mental exercise. It might even be more mental, to be honest, than physical. Yeah, when I do the stairmaster, I don't think of it is it physically demanding. Absolutely. Do I think of it as a physical exercise? I really, I truly don't. No, I don't either. Because I know physically I can do it. It's just, am I mentally prepared to put myself through that today? Yeah, and is am I going to allow my and mind I mean, to to stop me? Yeah, and, and the thing is, and it, it, you can actually improve your mental strength by completing the workout. But the thing is, is if you don't complete the workout, and I mean, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever stopped a workout on Stairmaster? No. No, I I don't think it's ever happened to me either. But, I mean, I've done a lot of them, so I cannot remember. <laughs> but if you do, if you find yourself being the person that quits that workout, that's going to make you mentally weaker. That's just how it is because you gave up. And then it's going to make it easier to give up next time. And that goes with, that goes with anything in life. It's It's a fact. Well, th- I mean, there, there was another kid that we trained who also did the Stairmaster. Yeah. And not in as good a shape physically. No, not at all. And, you know. I think the, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, like a little overweight. He knew it a yep. little bit for yep. sure. And, I mean, he was giving her on this thing. I mean, he was pouring sweat. You know, yeah. he had long hair, so the hair was flopping around in his face. You know, it looked yeah. like a beauty. Yeah. And, uh he kind of went down on the stairmaster. Yeah, and I mean, we know we know the difference when a kid is trying and when a kid is not. And this kid was trying. Oh, he was yeah. sweating. He he was actually cramping up. And yeah. I mean, he was he was in <laughs> significant pain. So and he, <laughs> I mean, the kid had a great attitude, phenomenal attitude. But I mean, he physically just wasn't quite there yet. But he pushed himself, and that's that's exactly what we wanted him to do. 
to actually set like a new limit for him mentally. So, and he was actually very good at it. But the thing is like, once you improve your physical capabilities now, because he's mentally strong, he's going to be able to push himself that hard every time. And he's going to actually improve. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when he got off the Stairmaster, like Chubb said, he was cramping, he was in a lot of pain and he was really upset. And he was upset because he, he failed at the exercise. Yeah. And he in, had to in a off. sense, he didn't fail in our eyes, but no, no, to no, himself, no. In he his, failed. In his, yeah, let me clarify. In his own eyes, he felt like he failed, yeah. which I loved. I love that mindset. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do love that mindset. I mean, he was probably one of the most successful people we've ever seen do it. Yeah. But yeah, no, he was definitely, yeah, he, he felt like he failed and he wanted to push himself harder, which yeah, was and, the key. And he, he was... He was trying to wait out the cramps so he could get back up there. And, and, and I think he actually did he get did. back up there. He got I back say. up there. Yeah. He did. So after like two or three minutes, when, once he stopped cramping, he got back on there. So, I mean, if you're somebody that thinks they can't do the Stairmaster or stops the Stairmaster and you weren't cramping, I mean, just think about this kid. Yeah. No, it. that's the thing. Everything in life is so relative. Yeah. And... I mean, we, there's so many areas. I mean, we're, we're talking yeah. about the gym. We're talking about the Stairmaster, a little bit about the elliptical. Yeah. This is everything. Yeah, it goes along with everything. I mean, maybe something else we can get onto is healthy eating. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of like try and ease into healthy eating. Like, oh, I'm eating fast food three, four, five times a week. Maybe I'll cut her down to like one or two, you know? Or three. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, how about we just cut her out? How about we just start eating better completely? Well, yeah, I mean, what, what is your goal? Do you want to be healthy? Yeah. Do you want to be like kind of a little bit healthier than you are? Like maybe not even noticeably. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, that's not even going to be motivating. So you start like only eating it two or three times a week. I mean, you don't really see many results, if any, maybe, maybe you're not getting fatter. Maybe you're not getting bigger, you know, but like, you're not seeing any results. That's going to be unmotivating. You actually have to see results to feel motivated towards working harder towards getting more results. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. So like, like it makes sense. If I was at the gym and I didn't see any results, I would be unmotivated too. But what we're telling you is push yourself and you'll see the results. I promise. That's how your body works. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. If we, if we went to the gym as much as we do Chubbs and we were going on the Stairmaster level three all the time. Yeah. I don't think we'd be getting any better. We wouldn't. Yeah. We would. and, And it would be very stagnant. No, and I would feel awful. I mean, I wouldn't want to do the Stairmaster, to be honest. So because it's that challenge, because I feel myself getting better, that's why it's good. But anyways, going back to healthy eating, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, maybe we go into the like special events, you know, Mm. like birthday party. Okay, I have to have that piece of cake. It's my friend's birthday party. I have to have the cake. I mean, we're at a party. I have to have some drinks and some pop and some beer. You don't. You don't. Well, that's because you've grown up in a pattern of going to these events yeah. and doing it. It's just your thought process. Like so, you just think it's normal and yeah, you think that exactly. that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. It's normal. Yeah. I can and tell wh- you for sure. Polly and I go, we do the same thing, but we don't, we don't eat the cake. We don't eat the beer. We don't drink the pop. We don't have the candy. No, when, when it's cake time, I just politely say, no, thank you. And I'll, I'll usually whip out a protein. I was going to say the exact yeah, same thing. <laughs> no, like I, prepare, <laughs> you got to prepare. Let's bring a protein bar. Let's bring a good tasting protein bar, which feels like dessert to us now. Right. Oh, because, because we've changed our eating relativity. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. So if you, if you think that cake is the only thing that tastes good, then like, yeah, you're going to have to have the piece of cake. But if the best thing you eat or the most tasty thing you eat is a protein bar, you're going to think the piece of the, the protein bar tastes great. That's yeah. just how it is. I mean, every time I eat one of those and it's like three or four a day, I think I'm having a dessert. Yeah, it's definitely a treat. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, and, and, but what we, when we talk about normal, 
what we're trying to do today is change your normal. Yeah. What you think is normal now, and we want it to be different. Yeah. And you can't do that by easing into it. It just doesn't work. Like, what does that mean, though? Like, like okay, so easing into it. So I, I go to parties and... Easing party- into it just means you're going to cheat. Yeah. And the problem is every time you cheat, it's going to make you lose motivation. Yeah. And it's weakening your discipline. Exactly. That's what it is. So you're just, you're taking two steps back. So if I say, okay, so here, here's the thing. If I say no more sweets for myself, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to go from fit to chiseled. I want to go from fat to lean, whatever it is, whatever change you want to make, I'm going to cut out sweets. Okay. So sounds good. I'm not going to eat ice cream, yeah. uh, cake, whatever. And then, but I'm going to ease into it. So does that mean like muffins are still at play? Yeah. Does that mean, okay. Like usually I have two slices of cake. Maybe I'll just have one big one. Like yeah. what I I'm, I'm really confused at what this means because on one hand you're saying you want something and this is your strategy towards it. On the other hand, you're saying I'm not really going to do it though. Just uh, some of the time. Yeah. It, it doesn't make much sense. And what happens that that's kind of like being like, I want to get good grades, but uh, I mean like I could study for three hours, but I'll just study for one and a half and get like C pluses, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Even if it's a C plus, it's probably not your, yeah. (laughs) With this relativity thing, you're probably not even getting that. So it's no, yeah. Don't ease into things. If you, if you want to be the good student, study hard, get the A's. That's going to make you feel good. That's going to make you want to study again. That's how it works. Well, I think about, I've talked to her before. I've talked about her before on the show, but my girlfriend's in physician's assistant school. PA school, yeah. very rigorous. It's tough. I give them all those students a ton of credit. Yeah. But like I talked to her and when she got there, it wasn't like, hey, guys, congratulations on getting in the program. You're all very special. You're in the like one and a half percent that applied that actually got in. Yeah. And OK, first uh, day you're going to read chapter one and like, let's no. It yeah. was a fire hose from the get. Yeah, that's so what like, they expect. That's what the expectations are. Exactly. So if my girlfriend is studying for three, four, five, six hours a day on top of class. Yeah. That's normal now. Yeah. She's done it for a month. She's done it for six. She's done it for a year. Yeah. Two that's years just what now. she's used to. That's what she's used now to. Now she so. studies one or two hours. That's probably easy. It feels ridiculously easy. And that's, that's the point we're trying to make. Yeah. So, so if, if, yeah, if you want your life to be easy, do things that are hard. That's, that's the truth. If yeah, you want your life to be hard, do things that are easy. And all that the time. sounds funny. Yeah. It really sounds funny. It sounds like something that doesn't make sense, but it, it, it truly does. No. And we, but we promise. Yeah. It's a very real thing. And like, let's think about it in the concept of Polly's girlfriend there. Like, do we want our doctors to ease into their training? Like, do we want them to kind of yeah. like just take her easy while they're studying? I don't think so. We kind of want the doctors to go hard. Yeah. These are the people that are, uh, you know, evaluating us and making saving big, lives. Yeah. Big surgeons decisions that affect our, I health. want my surgeon to go hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want him to study my case just easily, you know, like, Oh, I, I looked it over, you know, yeah, I think like I, I got, I, I, I think I, I got eased into it, you know? Yeah. No, let's go hard. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we're getting at. If she's used to studying four to six hours a night or if it's test week, very common for it to be eight to 10 hours a day. Like yeah. Very, very common. Yeah. So then someone like me, when I was at school and I would sit down in the library for two hours or an hour and a half, even I would be like, I studied my ass off today. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have studied anymore yeah, because your relativity was so low. Exactly. Because for you studying an hour seemed like a long time because you only ever studied for 15 minutes before. Exactly. So when she says like, you know, if we're hanging out on a Saturday and we were going to go do something, she's like, oh, I'm just going to study for a few minutes first. I'm like, okay, how long? Well, probably like two hours. 
I'm thinking like, oh shit, that's that's quite a while. Yeah. But. And and listen, eight to ten hours of studying a day, it's a lot. It just is. But I mean, you said she's in the top what percentile in her she's like got, in, in, the, in the country. You oh, said yeah. she's like four eighty out of five hundred or something, which yeah, is like it's, like it's, in the top yeah, twenty it, people. She's no, yeah, she's in the top echelon. I, I, and, I, and I don't know exactly. But that's it's like top five percent or something. That's because she does the studying. She puts the time in. Yeah. Like I mean, listen, probably four or five, six hours a day is it's good studying. But like you could do more, and that's why she gets those grades. It makes sense. It's not luck. Like, do you do you think of her as being like, oh my god, she just gets so lucky on every test? No, I do not. And okay. <laughs> I, I got to touch on something quickly. If you're listening right now, maybe you are a student yeah. and you do study three or four hours a day, five hours a day. And it's, and it's quite a bit. And you're looking around at your peers and you're saying, well, you know, this guy studies for two and that girl studies for one. And this, and they all get the same grades as me. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. Don't complain. No. Like, what do you want? Yeah. I mean, is it true that some people might have to study longer? That's than other 100% people? true. Yeah, it's true. So like, and it's okay. Yeah. Don't feel bad for yourself. It's okay. It is, but it depends what you want. Like, you go back to anything in life. Like, let's just hit on weight loss. Yeah. Like, if I want to lose weight, is it true that some people may have a faster metabolism? In a sense, yes. Yeah, it, it's it could be true. I mean, it's probably because they do a lot more, but. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, but. What I'm saying is like, you might have to do, if what you're doing right now isn't enough to transform the way you want to, then instead you're gonna of have complaining, to do, no, you're going to have to bump it up. You're going to have to do more. It's very simple. Don't feel bad for yourself. Just do more. Yeah. So don't be but, the type of person that's saying, you know, okay, I study for four hours uh, a day and uh, that's great. And I know that's more than most and I'm doing great. And yeah, I mean, I'm a B student who wants to be an A student, but I mean, I'm doing all I can. Yeah. Okay. Study, study five and let's yeah. see where that gets you. Yeah. If, stop if, complaining. Yeah. If, if your max is four hours, stop. Yeah, exactly. Stop complaining about getting B's because yeah. you know that you're not doing enough to get the A's. Yeah. And maybe that, you know, maybe that's more than the next guy. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Don't compare yourself to other people. That's yeah. not how we get great. Everyone's yeah, exactly. Everyone is different. Yeah. So like, and I hear this all the time about like you go to a, a party or something, or maybe you're around like uh Older people, maybe 40s, 50s, 60s, older than Chubbs and I. And, you know, they might say like, oh, yeah, they might see us eating. They might see us eating like six burgers or, you know, eight turkey burgers or whatever it is. I mean, something that like we're eating more than anyone else there. We eat a fair amount, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, I hear this all the time, like, wow, what, it, what it's like to be young. You can just eat whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just did like two to three hours hard in the gym. But yeah, yeah, it's probably my metabolism. Yeah, I burned 2,500 calories today between my two workouts. But yeah, I'm just in, like, just have this metabolism that's just a miracle. Yeah. I mean, I remember my brother actually saying when he, when he was 30, and I'm 30 now, hate saying that, and I'm 30 <laughs> now, but I, I think I was about 16 or so at the time. And he's like, oh, just wait till you're 30. You know, you'll be starting to pack on mass like easily. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's not good. Like, well, I mean, maybe it'll be good for getting stronger, but like, you don't want to get bigger, you know? Yeah, you don't get fatter. No, yeah, and he's like, it'll just happen. Well, here's the thing. I'm 30. I'm probably in better shape than when I was 16. Didn't happen because of what I did, not because of my metabolism. Has nothing to do with it. I yeah. promise you, it's just an excuse. It's a, it's a major excuse that a lot of people use, and it, all it is is an excuse. It, it, it really is. And, and, and again, if you're the type of person that 
So, okay, maybe you were 20, 25, yeah. and you could eat whatever you wanted and not be fat. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe that's true. Let's just say that's true. I, I know people that, that that's the case. Okay, or, yeah. you know, I, can, I could argue that. They sure. could be remembering it wrong, <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's say that's the case. Uh, and then they get to 40. Yeah. And they're still eating whatever they want. Yeah. But they're not as active as they were when they were 20 or 25. And they start complaining about that. And the, yeah, they complain that like, oh, when I was active, I was healthier. And, and a lot of them that I've talked to anyway, they'll say like, yeah, my metabolism just slowed down. I mean, I could just eat whatever I wanted then. I wish, you know, I wish I could be like that now. Well, here's the thing. You're not as active. No. You're older. You can't eat like that anymore and expect to stay thin. No. You, so instead of like complaining about that, yeah. if that is important to you, yeah. make a change. Well, uh, just don't do it. Yeah. Like don't eat like that. It's it's not a crazy thought, is it? We've got to adapt now. Yeah, like you're adapting. That's yeah, and that's all. That that's part of life. Like that's what life is: adapting over yeah. and over and over again, continuously adapting. Yeah, life is continual change, and you have to be okay with that. But yeah, you have to be able to adapt. And if you're just gonna sit there and complain because something is the way it is, it's not useful. If you're gonna actually look at it and understand the way it is and make the change for the better for yourself, that's very useful. And that's why I get frustrated when people complain about this, because if they're complaining, but they're not doing anything about it, I know that they really don't care. Yeah. They couldn't. No. I mean, actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah. I listen. We listen to actions. We don't listen to words. Words are the easiest. I mean, anyone can say anything. That means nothing. Yeah. So if you're complaining about, yeah, I'm just not strong or I'm just not uh, fit or I'm not getting the grades I want to get or even at work. I'm not getting the, uh, the, the review or yeah. the promotion that I feel like I want to get. Yeah. Instead, instead of complaining about it, take all that time in which you're complaining yeah. and put it into growing. Yeah. And just think about what you can do to actually better yourself instead of saying, oh, so-and-so is so lucky. Like, yeah. just focus on yourself. It's not a selfish thing. You're just improving yourself. That's okay. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And we've said it before. When you improve yourself... You're not just improving yourself. Yeah, you're going to improve others around you yeah. for sure. It's a, it's a carryover effect. Yeah. No. So let's get those excuses out of our head. I, I guess one, one more thing I wanted to touch on here, and this is, this is somebody that we think can actually really help people as well. We like to give you uh, some role models at the same time. Chubbs and Polly, we like to be role models, but a uh, guy named David Goggins. Oh, and I'm really trying God's. to spread the word about this guy because, I mean, we love him. We love him. Yeah, He's, big shout out to Goggins. He is awesome. If he ever wants to be on the show, just give us a uh, give us an email there, uh, Motivology Podcast. You can come on gmail, anytime, buddy. At gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, just give her. So anyways, this guy, I mean, Navy SEAL, crazy story. You can probably find it on YouTube. But he's actually an ultra marathon runner now. Yep. And so he does, and I know I'm not saying this wrong, 150, 200, I think it's even 250 miles at a time. Yeah. Like straight running. 100, yep. Not 100. not like, and he, he says this, but not like 20 or 30 miles a day and take a rest and camp out and barbecue, you know? <laughs> like we're going, it's a race. Yeah. And like in hot weather, it's not like, no, it, this is tough. This is, this, is, this is crazy stuff. But I mean, just imagine his difference in relativity. Now, now, if you're the person, the person that complains about running two, three, four miles, I mean, come on, watch this guy's story. You can't complain about two, three, four miles anymore. And I mean, I, I understand that people have to start somewhere and maybe two, three miles. If you're in, if you're out of shape, maybe it is tough and you do have to start there. But listen, like a lot of us can be doing a lot more and we need to be pushing ourselves and we're not doing it right now. Not enough of us. We can be better. Yeah. So. 
And well, yeah, like when there's people like that, like they, they set an example. Like I remember, you remember when I mean, it kind of opened my mind to be honest. I mean, we were working hard and I think you said when you watched the Goggins story, (laughs) Polly, Polly rips out and I, did he talk about doing 500 tire flips or what did he say? No, he, he, well, he was telling a story of running a hundred miles in a day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 24 hour span. So Polly, Polly hears this and is kind of like, wow, this guy's amazing. Very motivated. Goggins motivated the hell out of him. And Polly rips to the gym the next day and he's ripping tire flips and he did 500. He didn't, he didn't do 30. He didn't do 50. He didn't do a hundred. He did 500. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean, I did my workout. I did my lift for like an hour and then I was thinking, yeah, if Goggins can run a hundred miles in 24 hours and he talked about it, like the last like 30 miles, I mean, his shins were torn apart. He had to tape his legs together to keep them moving. Yeah. I'm like, if this guy can summon that, I'm thinking like I, I got some tire flips. I mean, I never did tire flips before, so I I don't know if ten is a good number or if you know a million is a good number. I don't I don't know. Yeah, but, but you I, have to understand what happened. He didn't start at fifty or a hundred. He started at five hundred. Which I mean, how long did that take? Mm, it took maybe like 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, so it was a it was a decent long workout. But yeah. I mean, it, the problem is if you start at thirty or fifty or a hundred, you're probably never getting past one hundred and fifty or two hundred. Well, that's the great thing. Like now, uh, now he's done 500 now, now 200 at the end of his workouts. Easy. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I don't do tire flips too often, but not maybe I think it was last week I did it. One of my buddies was like, Oh, you, you're coming from the gym. Well, what'd you do over there? I'm like, oh, I did, you know, I did some biking. I did a, a tire flip circuit. Oh, how many did you do? Uh, I think it was 300. And he was like, Holy smokes. That's a lot. And I was thinking, well, it's not really a lot because yeah. I know I can do 500. Yeah. Like I've done 500 before. So 300 wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like it was still tough. Don't get me wrong. It was tough. Yeah. But like, but it's relative. Exactly. But everything in the world is relative. Yeah. So that's the cool thing. When I started at 500, then like if I go anywhere below 500, it's feeling easier now. Yes. Not doesn't. Yeah. Easier. Not easy. No, don't, don't confuse the two. Yeah. Not easy. It was easier, but yeah, I was trying to do 300 as fast as I possibly can. And, And that's what we're trying to say. If you do things that are hard, Everything in your life is going to seem easier. Like, like a lot of the time, Polly and I like to say, once we finish the gym in the morning, that's the hardest part of our day. Everything from now on is going to be easier because we push ourselves to our limit at the gym. Yeah, no, it's true. And it, again, when you push yourself through a barrier that you didn't think you could push through. Yeah. Now you're gaining a self-confidence, a true self-confidence Yeah. where you know, you, something else happens in your life that's hard. Yeah. It doesn't seem quite as bad as it used to. No, it really doesn't. You keep showing yourself every day that I can push myself past what I thought I can. Yeah. And, and I day. promise I promise you this is a real thing. If you don't believe us, try it. And if you're, if you're out there and you're saying, oh, yeah, that's what I do and that's exactly how I feel, that's, how, yeah, that's just the truth. And it will empower you. Yeah, so it as, will. As, try and, it. And I as, promise. As someone that was drastically overweight when I was little, yeah, like that's one thing I found that, yeah, okay, I was eating, I wasn't even going to the fast food place and getting one meal, I was getting two meals as a kid, a little kid, Yeah, you know, and I was getting the desserts and all this other stuff, yeah. and then I started stopping, and every time I said no to that ice cream cone, every time I said, no, mom and dad, let's pass by the fast food place, let's go home and make a meal, I was feeling empowered, like I was feeling stronger yeah, It should confident. feel good. It should feel good. So yeah, I mean... I know you might not think you can. If you're somebody that maybe sits down at a, at the you know at the table after dinner every night and has that dessert, and like you want to cut it out, 
You, maybe you don't think like, well, I eat dessert like five, six, seven times a week. Like I can't just stop. Well, you can. Yeah, you can. You'll be all right. But it starts with one. Like yeah. you have to do it like tonight. Yeah. At the table. And, and, that'll, and that'll build a little bit of discipline. That one time you do it. And then the next time you do it, you'll build a little bit more. And then eventually, I'm not sure how long it'll take for you, but eventually you'll get to a point where it's easy or easier, like we say. Instead of easy, think of normal. Yeah. Well, like, it'd be a new, it's going to be a new normal for you, right? Like when I eat dinner, I typically have a protein bar after. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. Like that's really normal. Now, if somebody put an ice cream sundae in front of me, I would be like, what is going on? Yeah. This is very strange. Like, do you think this is my birthday and you got to sing to me or something? Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're having an ice cream sundae every day, going to seem very normal. Exactly. So, so these changes in our routine are going to, they make a huge difference in our life. And the one thing about, and we've talked about it at the beginning of the show, about the, the phrase easing into it. Yeah. The thing that scares me the most about easing into things, obviously, you know, your relativity starts off at such a low point. It's very hard to grow to a high point and it'll take forever yeah. or you might not ever get there. Yeah. But the other thing is that say I'm the person that wants to not eat the ice cream after dinner and I'm, I typically do it every day or most days. Okay. So what does easing into it mean? Okay. So instead of, five to seven times a week, we, okay, we're going to say we're going to limit myself to two to three. Yeah. Like, well, how, what, what, do you have a schedule in front of you? Cause I don't think most people have a schedule made up of no. when they're going to eat the ice cream. So let's say the week starts Monday. Okay. We say no to ice cream. Good discipline. We've yeah. grown a little bit. Yeah. Tuesday rolls around. We're like, Oh, okay. Well, we, we, we didn't have ice cream yesterday, so we can eat it today. Yeah. Now you're taking a step backwards. So now what, what is differentiating the days of being disciplined versus not disciplined? Yeah. Like you're, no, you let, have let's, no, yeah. You have no lifestyle change. No, and it has to. And it has to be a lifestyle. That's what it is. And, and let's. In order to do that lifestyle, we're going to have to take easing into it out of our vocabulary. It can't be a thing. It's got to just be erased. I mean, I don't even know what it means. That's the problem. It, it doesn't. I don't understand what it means. So we can't be doing that. It, it's, only, it's just. It takes away from your discipline. I still hate the term, but the one time I find it more acceptable is when you're recovering from an injury. Yeah. So like that's true. I not not too long ago this past year I had a knee surgery. Yeah. Just cut out the you know meniscus. Well, no big deal. And it was like forty hours after the surgery. I still had my bandage on. Not a lot of mobility. I was on the bike. Yeah. And I wasn't crushing the bike. At, you know, max out resistance. I mean, I was trying to get the motion back and and get my legs moving. But as soon as I was able to start pedaling and like get, I had that range of motion back. A couple days later, I was trying to go pretty good. Yeah. Because the problem was, is I thought to myself, if if I start at a low level to ease my way back into this, you know, getting uh, rehabilitated. Yeah. If I start at a level that I know is too low, yeah. then it's going to start to become normal. Yeah. And it's going to be harder for me to get back to the level that I'm accustomed to. Yeah. So so what we're saying is there is most definitely a smart way to go about things. For sure. However, most people are not erring on that side. They're erring on the side of soft and you're mm -hmm. cheating yourself. So don't cheat yourself. We just, we want you to get the most out of it. So this was a very important talk for us. Yeah. Paulie and I were very excited to have it. So we really hope you can take the message that we're trying to say because it really changed our lives. And I mean, there's going to be a lot of things you can relate relativity to in your own life, not just the things we talked about today. So it's just about looking for it, being aware towards it and yeah, making the changes for the better. Yeah. Look at everything in life as being relative because it is and easing into it, soft term. Yeah. Okay. Soft minded term. We yeah. need to erase that from our vocabulary. And what we're going to do starting today 
is create a new normal for ourselves. Yeah. And it's going to be a lifestyle. It's going to be a permanent thing. Permanent. And it's going to feel great. Exactly. So let's move forward today. Let's remember these things. Let's start applying them today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us, guys. Cheers, guys. Don't uh, don't forget to subscribe there. We'd love you. We'd love to have you.